0: Thanks to the Diamantina
1: Podcast Network, this is more Fired Up. So, welcome to more Fired Up on the Diamantina Podcast Network. <laughs> Predictably, Stephen Ferris is not here. Bravely, Redfern Pat is here. And unsurprisingly, Dennis Carnahan, you are very much here. Congratulations. Canberra Raiders into what we all now have to accept is called the big dance.
0: The big dance, yeah. That everyone's calling it the big dance, so the big dance it is.
1: What was the biggest dance when you were a child? Oh, Nutbush. Nutbush, right. In the Nutbush. Yeah. So the Raiders are
0: in the Nutbush with the roosters.
1: And did you have school dances per se? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the um, the school social.
0: Uh, well, I graduated primary school in 1978, so uh, we had the big you know, farewell social, the Nutbush was big the bus stop. Yeah, I never learnt that one.
1: The high school that I went to in 1979, which is when I left high school, we actually had a DJ. And I can clearly remember the likes of Ian Dury and the Blockheads hit with your rhythm stick being played. (laughs) Prior to that, they used to have bands. So those fans of early 70s rock would remember names like Buffalo and Finch and bands like that. And I found that you know, a little bit scary as a sort of a year seven kid, but by the time I was old enough uh, with the year <clears> of the DJ, hello, Stephen Ferris had arrived.
0: <laughs> well, no, there's, there's plenty of stories around Sydney of, of, you know, yep, Akadaka played at our school formal, and they were like, you know, cost the school 40 bucks or something. So, boy, imagine that, those were the days.
1: We'll talk a little bit later. Redfern, Pat and I went out to Bankwest Stadium, or as you like to call it, Dennis, uh, Western Sydney Stadium. To see the New the artists formerly known as Parramatta Stadium. To see the Newtown Jets up against one of the magpies that is in the Canterbury Cup, Wentworthville. And we drove past the family in Rytlemere and of course I immediately started to regale Pat with stories that this was a pivotal band venue in the seventies and he piped up his parents used to tell him that and that A C D C played there. So A C D C played everywhere. And they
0: did they played they played at the um the Ainsley Hotel in Canberra. As did, as did In Access, as did, you know, supported by the Young Docteurs, the classic Canberra band, that no one outside
1: Canberra,
0: oh no, they did okay,
1: what? they did okay. E-U-R-S? Yes. Right, that's very protective. Have you heard
0: of the Docteurs?
1: I, I think, I think possibly I have, yes. Oh, seminal
0: Canberra punk band, and very much that, uh, you know, Michael Hutchins is documented, basing a lot of his onstage persona, was very moved by the support band.
1: I do a podcast called "What Double J Should Sound Like." Yes, you do. Can't recommend more highly. And we were talking about in excess on the weekend, uh, and how my friend Anthony Fretwell tipped them into Devo were wearing boiler suits, and that had a seminal influence on their early (laughs) stage gear. And sort of apropos of that, I was talking to someone about the Hoodoo Gurus. Yes, and of course they were originally called Le Hoodoo Gurus. So there was that sort of inner-city punky French pretense, you know. I know. Romanticism? I don't know what it is. Baudelaire? Is yeah. that a thing? I, I have no idea what Baudelaire is or was
0: <laughs> or means, so I can't actually say, I'm afraid.
1: So before we get into last weekend's games leading into this weekend's games... You can feel the tension, can't you, listeners? Yep. You can yep. feel it's about to blow! Like the Canberra House game, which I felt built and built. 20 minutes in, it was not much to say, and by the end of it, it was a crescendo... I think we should cover the other issues in rugby league so they don't lose currency mm. and a swamp by all the grand final talk. First of all, would you ever say no to ScoMo? Personally? Mm.
0: Yeah, quite possibly.
1: Well, you and Paul Gallon are on the same page because <laughs> ScoMo said, will you go around one more time, a last dance if you like, and play in the Prime Ministers of 13? And Gallan said no. What, what about Robbie? I think Robbie said yes. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, that's because Robbie's... Uh, gel just keeps going from... He,
0: he's done a complete... Well, he is the ultimate redemption story. Everyone now loves Gel. He's the lovable
1: Gell saying no to ScoMo. He's a statesman. He's very opposed to Matt Lodge's candidacy for the yeah, yeah, uh,
0: Broncos captain. Believes that anyone who does drugs should be kicked out of the game?
1: Well, he is now out of the game, so he's consistent there. <laughs> what about... The revelation that uh, Aaron Mullen and Joey Johns aren't getting on. How have you processed that? I mean, you're in the Rugby League media. You're down there <laughs> in an adjacent box. Where is Joey yeah. when Aaron is working on Friday Night Footy?
0: Honestly, I have no idea. And, and I'm afraid. Even, like, look, last night I, I got home from a, a wonderful day of women's cricket at North Sydney Oval. And, um, Beth
1: Mooney, a sizzling century, I believe.
0: Oh, I can't even remember the name of the Sri Lankan captain. It started with a D, but... She smacked it. She scored the same amount, she, and she scored it faster. So it was um yeah, the Sri Lankan women looking good. But I I got home, and and turn on the TV intending to watch the Raiders Souths uh, game again because I've only. Well, seen you just it,
1: think it's on some continuous loop on your TV. Oh, I've, I've got it on IQ. Okay, so
0: yeah, and and. This this other game on, you know, the archaic form of rugby league, the old form, the cosplay form, rugby, yes. they just call yes. it. There's a rugby game on. And I thought, oh, it's on. Oh, it's Australia versus Wales. This is a throwback to the 80s. I'll watch a bit of history here and watched it. Then an ad came on. And I was so incensed because I've been so spoiled by either listening to the ABC or watching the ABC or watching Foxtel where there's no ad breaks during play. And I, was, I got up and made a cup of tea and thought, should I switch this off? I, I, like, There's a game. The game's still going. So I actually turned the ABC radio on, listened to Quentin Hull and to, to take me through the ad breaks.
1: So you don't watch Channel 9 coverage is what you're trying no, to say what there? No, what I'm saying Despite is that you're clearly Channel... sponsored by Foxtel. I don't watched...
0: just... <laughs> no, not at all. Rupert, I'd love to be sponsored. Rupert, throw me some coin. No, it's um, I don't watch it.
1: I reckon because Father Jim of Aaron is in the Senate, if mm. I remember correctly, and yeah. he's got some interesting political views. I think Joe Johns is a progressive, and I think it's a, a generally a fallout about you know the political spectrum that they occupy. Is that a reasonable explanation? You?
0: Wow, I, I, I know that uh, Father Jim is yeah, he's in politics and he's well because because <laughs> Joey's from Cessnock. And um, that's one of uh, John Howard's famous comments when he moved to Canberra. Is, um, looks like Camaray votes like Cessnock. <laughs> so, um, so I imagine that Jim Jim probably votes more like Camaray
1: than, uh, than Cessnock. And I think it's always unfair to... Uh, laden the sins of the father onto the son, and I'm sure that Toby Green in that other sport, AFL, is running that particular line today after his father was arrested for headbutting a cop He's, after the, the GWS Farrago down south,
0: which the Melbourne press hasn't put in his estranged father. Yes, and it's, it's it's an ugly situation. It's not good. It's not good. So we'll we'll leave it alone because there's nothing to do with Toby. Nothing to do with Toby. And but but whether that does say that um, Aaron and Jim are uh, similar politically, I, I have no idea, and whether that's Joey's beef, I don't know. I, I've I've only seen that in the um in the papers, so I, I haven't seen well, it. Myself. Well, if Gus
1: and Gal can, you know, bury the hatchet and come to, to a landing yeah. on their differences and do 100% forty, I hope to see them both back in the box next year. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Other issues in rugby league. My Tigers struggling a little bit. Ryan Madison's been given permission to look elsewhere. And coming down I, the line, I from- do like.
0: I'm going to rewind this when I listen back to it, just to hear you say, "My Tigers." <laughs> there was <an> ex- <laughs> a disappointed exhale after you said it.
1: <laughs> and no more esteemed a source than Danny Widler says, "There's Ooh. trouble in Tiger Town." Very alliterative. In that, the word is that Magic you know, Maguire, We've talked in previous years about you know concentration camps, which always seems to be not quite the right analogy mm. for what they're referring to in terms of a tough training environment. But there are concerns about the Tigers and his very, very strenuous training regimes and disciplines, so much so that apparently the Tigers have set up a hotline for all players and staff to register complaints. Right? Seriously? Seriously. And and according to Widler, there are a series of complaints, but according to the Tigers, they've only taken one call, which I assume was from Ryan Madison. So there seems to be a bit of an issue here, and uh, at the moment the Tigers will not talk publicly about it, but they do agree that they're in the market, and Redfern Pat, I'm looking at you here, an official, <laughs> official role as the head of people and culture, which is a variation on Mel Meninga's role of head of performance and culture.
0: Yeah, that Redfern Pat would be great at that. That would be perfect for Redfern Pat. People and culture. What, 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 the what? minister of people and culture. That
1: is this some sort of new speak? Well, this is it. I mean, fascism is clearly <laughs> descending on rugby league. And this idea of culture is always bandied about. But the thing about the hotline is... Is this overemployment? Because if they've only taken one call all season, I mean, how many people have they got? You can't use the word manning the phones anymore, can you? No. Attending to the operating. phones. Operating. Yeah, operating the phones.
0: Wow. Um, a, hot, a complaints hotline. I, 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 <laughs> the mind boggles. And who can, can fans use it? Is is it a public number? Well... Because I would have thought, I I can't imagine this year with the Tigers finishing... Sorry, ninth. Sorry, again. The word I hate
1: most in the English language, ninth. I
0: I can't imagine that fans, there wouldn't be some fans, you know, the Dragons is obviously, has a surfeit of fans. If the, (laughs) the Dragons... Can set up a hotline, you'd never get on. It'd be worse than trying to
1: call yeah, central. Exactly. exactly.
0: It'd be, it'd be you'd be robo. You're calling up, you'd be on hold for days as people say, oust, oust, Mary, Mary.
1: Yeah, uh, hello, we are on the Fail Mary <laughs> hotline here. I think this is a great idea, though. The club should do this. Just set up a hotline. And, and, and I think. <laughs> Fans will feel better about things because they'll have registered their complaint. I mean, no one will listen to them. I believe they do. I think it's called Twitter. I think it, <laughs> it, it it is. Is. it'll be a robo call situation, or you know, ex Storm players answering the phones. But at least you you have a voice it, of some because Twitter gets you nowhere. As know, far Channel, as I can Channel see, Channel
0: Nine has this. Channel Nine had this on um, on State of Origin night. This was many years ago. Um, I happened to be working at Channel Nine on a State of Origin night, and um, I wasn't working on the Origin. I was doing another show, but the after the game. The Channel Nine reception has four booths where receptionists can sit, and they had four people manning the phones. And it was the night that Gordon Tallis uh, took offence to something somewhere in the crowd—a a sign, the, which, the Mother Rig sign, something like that—and um, he clearly mouthed expletives, which weren't heard, but were—you know—obviously a lot of people can lip read and knew what he was saying, and gave a single finger salute. And on State of Origin Channel Nine fills all four reception desks because they know that there's going to be complaints no matter what and this particular night they also they the switchboard between Brisbane and Sydney they week by week you know one week Sydney will have a personal reception 24 hours a day the following week it'll be Brisbane and they switch the phones and after Gordon Tellis um, swore at the crowd and wanted to fight the whole lot of them <laughs> the switchboard lit up and all four operators were picking up the phone going Hello, Channel 9, you're calling to complain about Gordon Kellis. Thank you, your complaint's been registered. Hang up. (laughs) Hello, you're calling... And they were just going one after the other. There was four people and it went for a full hour and a half. The reception room is full. Everyone's come out of all the other studios and all the other booths and all the video editing suites. And just sitting there having cups of tea and eating bags of chips, (laughs) watching this go. It was amazing. And the funniest part was that because they'd switched, the Brisbane switch had come to Sydney, there wasn't one single call from Queensland of complaining about it.
1: This is going way, way back. And I was at the Roosters game on Saturday with my uh, Roosters mates, you know, part of my community service order, Gory and Coleman. And we were watching over at Gorey's house in Bondi many, many, many years ago. And I'm slightly hazy on the details, but it was the controversial try to Sparkles McGaw, I think, to win a game and whether he was out in touch and goal yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they didn't show the replay. And I think it's in our favour for a member. Like New South Wales has won. And Coleman's on the phone, vigorously complaining to Channel 9, where's the replay? We're having, we're having a massive debate here and you're not helping us out. Because obviously the video disc, as it probably was in those days, had gone bung. And, um, and then they must get danger money, those. Those no, cause that's, that's cause. The,
0: the only person that's ever called Channel 9 with a complaint or a suggestion was the famous one. What was the movie that it, it got 20 minutes in and Kerry – this is when Sunday night at the movies was a big deal and Kerry had been out for dinner <laughs> and got home with his mates and they wanted to watch the movie. They're like, oh, we've missed the first half hour. Can you start it again?
1: Well, those stories are legion that Kerry would uh, get the races pumped into Channel 9 so you could see the results of that, and then famously, when they launched naughtiest home videos with Doug Mulray, and Gary <laughs> goes, "Get that shit off the of <laughs> air," and it never
0: came back. And it allowed Doug to say, "I'm the only person that Gary uh, has pulled off on air."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would just so love to do a thing on short-lived TV shows. Andrew there, Ricardo's already done that. We've discussed it on this very show. Right. <laughs> well, the soap operas only, right? But there were shows like there was a show which was going to be a humorous current affairs show called Jabs. On Channel 7, and they seeded it with a whole lot of graphic Monty Python-style thing. Jabs is coming, jabs is coming. It never came. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, all sorts of excitement there. Now, listen, a couple of other issues in rugby league before we move on to actually what's happening in rugby league. Uh, our thoughts go out to former of Manly great Spud Carroll, who's been oh, laid low with yes. a tick.
0: Spud, get well soon.
1: Uh, He's learned the bitter lesson. If you don't remove it, you've got to freeze it or something and then get it out Mm. with tweezers. Uh, Apparently, three cats are dead near his area, and that's been the source of the tick outbreak. And uh, uh, everyone be careful out there.
0: They're not calling it Lyme disease, are they?
1: No, just um, don't pull out a live tick, because I think he says the little pricks will fill you with poison. But um, just very quickly on a pop culture moment, are you watching Fleabag that won the Emmy for the best comedy? I'm afraid I'm not I'm four episodes in season one I remain to be convinced now this is the this is the biggest issue as we can see in rugby league it dwarfs what's going to happen in the grand final Uh, the risks are just abundant with this particular piece of news Brendan Cowell's been invited to the Dally M's how's that going to go for them? Uh, well, they're not going to get away early. Yeah, <laughs> I think heaven
0: forbid he's not getting a microphone, is he? They're not putting him on stage. They're not my, giving my, a speech. My,
1: my sense is they're not actually writing a news story about people who are just sitting at a table. So this could be special.
0: Oh, this could be sensational. This could be that, that, Like I said, they're not going to get away early. And who's who else is hoping to get a word in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that does remind me of the fact that we are doing our fire up keepers of the flame show. 11th October Factory Theatre and we sold out and we can't move it so wow we'll try so and record it in some ones. way won't we Redfern Pat so we'll get it maybe up here on this this particular podcast line oh I think you whack a couple of cameras out wouldn't you? I think we'll do that as well
0: yes you'll be
1: singing Brendan oh, <laughs> big sigh from Redfern Pat Red uh, Brendan will be performing and Redfern Pat will be pulling out his hair now Rooster Storm <laughs> speaking, Dennis,
0: speaking of which let's go to Rooster Storm De- <laughs>
1: Dennis, you were there, and I know you were there because when we got in the car after a long twenty-minute walk back to Gory's car, I thought I'd catch a lift of him, assuming that as a part of the SGG Trust Cabal, he would have some sort of underground park that we didn't know about. No, we're down no, in no. Burke Street, and of course, don't you feel for poor old Tibby Cotter, the former test cricketer? <laughs> They've named that monstrosity after him, <laughs> which just must drive everyone crazy. Where you've got it, I, I say the design of the Tibby Cotter Bridge, which. When we were halfway over, it said if it was just an arch, we'd be back at Burke Street by now. Yeah. Little known fact that he actually conceived of something akin to the Mobius Strip, but he <laughs> couldn't quite work out the physics. And that design of that looping bridge is almost to his failed work. This is Tibby Cotter. This is Tibby Cotter. He, he almost got the Mobius Strip, and that's what that bridge is based right. on. Because, gee, it drives me nuts.
0: Yeah, the Mobius Strip. So, I, I've never actually had the uh, joy of walking over it. I look forward to it. Because I would have thought it, it's going to become like Bay Run. Like a- <laughs> <laughs> the, the people yeah, I did the Tibby Cotter Bridge they Exactly right. both, <laughs>
1: I went both directions. How hard am I? And the sun Herald has budget cuts and the city of surf <laughs> just becomes the tibi Cotter Run. <laughs> 60,000 Sydney siders crowding over the bridge. Well, yeah, as a result of that long walk, we almost missed... Andrew Moore on uh, 702. or Andrew on yeah, yeah, on 2BL, as I like to call it, or the 702, describing uh, his gratitude to you as their technician and how your inner 12-year-old came out the previous day down at GIO Stadium, or Bruce, as you mm-hmm. like to call it. But before we get there, Dennis... Yes, Chris. Rooster Storm. As Peter Sterling said yesterday on the footy show, the death of the traditional softening up period was marked when Asafa Solomona... <laughs> and Takiaho were put into the bin after 20 seconds this is ridiculous isn't it was, it?
0: It, it wasn't that far it was only 19 seconds so you've been Unbelievable. De-
1: you've been defending the sin binnings the previous week Cody Walker yeah, yeah, Cameron yeah. Smith you continue to defend this policy
0: no no I don't defend the policy I defend its execution like the the policy is there and the and this is, it's there's nothing more rugby league than a knee jerk reaction that has enormous consequences and this whole sin binning was a knee jerk reaction that suddenly has enormous consequences and people are being sin binned um, you know they've pushed the sliders they've pulled the sliders back a little bit too far or pushed them out too far I don't know so the sin bin is now being used willy nilly for for some of the strangest things now it was you know yeah there was a shove so it was a shove. So now we've gone to shoving, shoving and slapping and softening up. Softening up is a sin bin. That's right. No, sorry. You
1: attempted to soften him up. You're going for 10. Yep. And it just, to me, you get these gentlemen into a highly aroused state and they've got full of pent up energy that's becoming a yeah, kinetic yeah. expression thereof. And bang. It was such a weird start well, to the Well, it game.
0: is. The sports psychologists talk about the, it was the inverted U of arousal over performance. Wow. Because the, the graph, if you put the um, arousal on the y-axis and yep. the, <laughs>
1: performance on the performance x. on
0: the x, there's a big drop-off. You get to a certain point of arousal, and it's hard to stay at that point. If you go a little bit too far, there's a rapid drop-off in performance, this which is, is where you highly start personal, Dennis. I mean, I, I do highly
1: personal, Dennis. I mean, <laughs> they have drugs for this now. You know that. A <laughs> no, no, is, it's a little blue pill on It's a oh, sports scientist. It's a sports scientist, not the love scientists. Luke Carey grabbed a handful of Kafusi's hair, and perhaps disturbingly for Kafusi, it came out rather readily, but it turns out that he wasn't uh, ruled out of the game because of that. It was a riddle tree. Oh. You, you're buying that? Oh, not in this. Not for a second. I
0: saw the picture. Someone showed me the picture yesterday of, of the piece of hair lying on the turf at the SC. <laughs> Just clump of hair. And I had assumed this was a joke. I had assumed something, this is a Photoshop job. No, no. That someone said, and it's real. And there's also if you go on eBay, <laughs> there are
1: people selling fleece clops kafu- of fleece kufusi hair. I think it probably was Photoshop because I had the uh, great opportunity to speak to Gary Jack recently, who famously had three teeth knocked out yeah. against North Sydney, put them in his sock, and whacked them back in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cafusi immediately grabbed said hair, popped it in his sock, <laughs> and had it rewoven when Went he got back off to the field. The
0: head, of the folliculologist, what is? <laughs> I don't, don't know. What, well, rubbing legged hair has been a big
1: issue this year. We talked, of course, about Sean Lane and his nasty case of ringworm because it got into the <laughs> follicles. And, the
0: ring, and then Billy Smith got his hair pulled and Sam Burgess was rubbed out for a week. Spud it's, with ticks. You've got to be careful. It, it is a big deal. But that, Because um, I know with the, the punch on the, 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 the little whack on the chin that Felice copped, there was a lot of talk that, um, yeah, the injury was the previous the reason he was ruled out for the game was the previous one. Yeah, he'd
1: been a bit wobbly boot beforehand. We'll yeah, come yeah. to the wobbly boot in a moment. But... Mm. Probably the big story or non-story that came out of the game is a very quixotic interview that Cam Smith gave with Billy after the game <laughs> suggesting that it might be it for Cam. Uh, well, look, I, I think Cam... Yeah. I'm, I'm sad... I, I don't want to lose him yet. I'm not ready. It's another year's worth, at least, and potentially two years' worth of material. You need a villain. It's not right. He just can't walk out on us like you
0: that. You need a villain. You need, and, and maybe it's the most villainous thing he could do is actually to walk out of the game with the ultimate act of villainy to Be- take the joy.
1: Because we're expecting a year of pomp and circumstance and fanfare and additional testimonials, and he pulls that rug out from under us. This is how American stand-up comedians felt when Obama got in. I mean, they had eight years of Bush Junior, who just kept giving, and then Obama gave them
0: so little. So, are you suggesting that once we lose, once Obama goes, that we're going to end up with a Trump in rugby league? Who the will, who's the Trump that's coming to rugby league? No, I'm very sad if Cam goes, but at, at the same time, looking at him over the last couple of years, he retired from in 2017, and 2018, 2019. Queensland lost, but at the end of 2017, um, Queensland was it was one all coming to the last game. Yep. And Cam clearly changed the way he played. He started running more. He, did he became run much war. more dictatorial yep. because he didn't have the troops around him. And last year he did it again. And Sorry, this Dennis. In the storm, the cattle, the cattle. Sorry, he didn't have the cattle. The quality of beef that he's uh, yep. accustomed to,
1: wagyu. And and is yeah. Well, no, the opposite. Very lean. What, what is think? the marble index on the Queensland Origin team? Who would know? Oh, I
0: think the Brahmins. You. Brahman are very very lean, and, mm. and we've just offended all the I, all our vegan listeners. I'm, I'm hungry all of a sudden, but,
1: <laughs> and I apologise to all our vegan listeners.
0: Oh, but he didn't have quite the the cattle he was, um, you know, or, or perhaps the, the 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 vegetable root stock that he was <laughs> comfortable <laughs> with, with having, and um, so he's had to work so much harder this year. He's looked exhausted this year. He no, he'd traditionally he'd run around, he'd make fifty tackles, but he wouldn't look buggered. He now he looks spent after every game, and the fact that he was. You know, the look on his face after the rubbish on the face, that was a turning point for me. That was a turning point of this season and of his career, because it's finally all the stuff that he's done for years, which he believes is he's entirely entitled to do, because he'd never been pinged for it before. Suddenly, all this stuff people have been complaining about, saying he's a grub, he does all this grubby stuff. Yes, he's a statesman, he's a great player, but he does all this grubby, dirty stuff. That's coming home.
1: It is coming home, and he was booed in the introductions, and I kind of feel somewhat responsible that you know we've worked hard <laughs> to build up this negative image, and he's suffering and, and I, I even feel slightly guilty because when you see Cameron now, his face is in pretty much as bad shape as Aidan Guerra's who fell off his moped in Bali last week. He hasn't lost as much skin, but it's about the same level. It's of, not good, yeah. is it? The, a couple of things that uh, really, really upset me at this particular evening. First of all, uh, Stephen Ferris is not here to defend himself, so therefore I'm going to wait in. Mm. Pandering to the Roosters fans in the last five minutes, he, I think he opened <laughs> up with September with five minutes to go and they were like... R- rousing anthem after rousing anthem <laughs> as the Roosters fans were celebrating, and I thought it was uh, very, very clinical and cynical by Ferris. God, I did uh,
0: last Saturday. I had a gig at at Penrith RSL, and um, with the disco band Confetti, and it just happened that last Saturday was the 21st of September. So there you we, go. All we did that all. song a couple of times, and I did you know in the second time through, just
2: do you remember the 21st night of September? The 21st night of September, the 21st night of September. <laughs> and
0: the whole the whole song was just 21st night of September, Barty, I say to you remember Barty, 21st September. It was beautiful. I, I, I thought I was very clever.
1: Now, as a privileged member of society, apparently, as a member of ANZ Stadium, or as you'd like to refer to it, Stadium Australia slash Sydney Olympic Stadium. Yep. I received an email during the week offering me four free tickets to the Roosters <laughs> Storm as the NRL desperately tried to create a spectacle by giving away a whole lot of free tickets. Now this really really upsets me because I spent good money on my semi-final ticket and then I feel like I'm being slapped in I feel like I'm being slapped in the oh, face yes. and I feel like the average punter who's not given this opportunity is also being slapped in the <laughs> face. Doesn't the NRL have to show some bottle here? And accept that they only get a crowd of 22, 23 thousand on their terms, and then look at their terms—like eighty-five bucks <laughs> for a semi-final ticket. It's just outrageous.
0: It is, it is ridiculous price. I was listening to—I uh, don't know if you have heard—there's a station called Triple M. I was listening there, and they were just—they were, <laughs> Enlighten- Enlighten- were throwing out tickets. They were throwing out tickets, and this is—I can't remember what day it was last week where the the afternoon host said, "Oh, we just had Gary from Sales come in with his pointy shoes and his slick hair, and he's giving us some tickets to the semi-final. So if you ring up now, we can." give away some tickets. It's a really exclusive. It's not exclusive,
1: Triple M. It wasn't
0: exclusive at all. And they couldn't give them away.
1: they They could have rung me because, you know, what have I got to do with Triple M? The thing, though, that really, and this is slightly serious, and I hate being serious on this show, but we need to be serious. As we were egressing from the SCG, I'm used to seeing members of our constabulary on foot, I'm used to seeing members of our constabulary on horseback. Well,
0: the Moor Park Horse uh, Police Mounted Police is just around the corner here. Proud tradition makes sense. Proud tradition. Wonderful. But there was a chopper. There's four Melbourne Cup winners winners in there. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. they're they're good. Like they're big,
1: thoroughly trainers or horses.
0: Horses. Uh, Jockeys. Not so much the jockeys, the horses.
1: Is there a pathway where you can be a former jockey, like Billy Slater, and instead of playing rugby league? You actually end up in the police force. I don't know. In the sixties, when there was a good standover era in the police, you had to be over six foot. Yeah, you still it. do. No, I think I think they're a bit more flexible now. Mm. There was a police chopper flying overhead, um, shining a spotlight on the crowd. And I'm happy to be corrected here, but I couldn't see that there was an incident. It just seemed to be a show of barracudan-led power. Was Gladys in there? Yeah, you know, with with a. Shredding her giant scarf she, that she'd they, been with, she'd been wearing on the steps of Parliament House with Mark Latham standing immediately did she behind her. Have a her. headset and infrared binoculars, just looking. Yeah, I, it just I, it, of course rugby league crowds being rugby league crowd are excited. <laughs> hey, over here, over here! They think it's a joyous occasion, but you it's know what's more happened? Example. You, you, of the you just though.
0: pointed out about, two, about three minutes ago what's happened. She's heard that there is a gathering. Yes. There's a lot of people and there's a DJ playing music of celebration and Gladys has gone, no, this isn't happening in my town,
2: not on my watch. This is a festival. I'm shutting it down.
1: The pushback from the report of the Upper House saying that your festival rules are <laughs> bunk, Gladys. So she's come back with the stormtroopers. And the chopper. God knows what it's going to be like out there at the <laughs> stadium Australia was, next was weekend. Was Bronwyn
0: Bishop flying the oh, chopper? Was geez. it Bronny's chopper?
1: Or was it Polaird? <laughs> Anyway, it was... It's hard enough watching the Roosters and the Storm. And then I thought about it. Well, there's Melbourne fans, so there's probably some explanation for this. Were there? Well, there are Like even, you know, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit by skipping back. In
0: Canberra, there was a good contingent of Rabbitohs fans. Like they they occupied a number of bays. They had a a very earnest and and worthy attempt of upsetting the the Viking clap and good on them. But there were several bays of them that came there. There There's busloads of Bunnies fans. I didn't see busloads of Melbourne Storm fans.
1: No, no. Too much green... In that game, Dennis, there Canberra more... and Green, South and Green, the ground was Can green. I say, they have got dope legalised in the ACT. There was it's more Sri Lankan
0: fans at the Sri Lankan Australia women's cricket match yesterday at North Sydney Oval than there <laughs> were
1: Storm fans. Sorry, I thought you were saying at the SCG, courtesy of the free tickets, making a real making a real weekend of it. They probably were. Now, before we allow you to go off indulge deluxe, how about a song?
0: How about a song? Okay,
1: well, well, this will be part
0: of the going off deluxe. Are you ready, there, Pat? patch pressing buttons. This is just summing up my mood and my thoughts at the moment
2: Green 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 green, green, green when I want food green sausages with green onions on green bread whenever I want food all I want to choose is green. green 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 water in water fountains green tower on Black Mountain, wherever I look now, all I wanna see is green, green, green. Green milk, green beer, green wine. Josh Hodgson, number nine. Whitehead, Bateman, Papa, BJ. Bailey, Toots, and Nick. Cartridge, I'm dreaming of C and K the only uninjured part of CNK is his heart wherever I watch now. All I wanna choose is green, 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 green. green.
1: There's so much hope and optimism in that song. As and
2: the, yet so much
1: hidden melancholy. As the Canberra Raiders try and wipe away 25 years of futility this Sunday as they take on uh, the Relentless Roosters. And uh, I want to bring in Redfern, Redfern Pat. Pat uh, bring uh, him in. He, of course, is a card-carrying fan of the <laughs> South Sydney Bunnies. And he's bravely, Does he have his card with him? <laughs> he's bravely, bravely here.
3: It's in an Uber somewhere.
1: Before we look ahead to the game, let's reflect on some of the incidents that occurred down there at GI Stadium. Dennis, I have to say, and it seems like such a cliche, but the crowd came through the TV screen. It wasn't just the volume of the noise. There you go. There's his member's card. Put my card out. I can get my keys out and show you my little West Tigers keyring And Balmain, proudly. Roosters? The, the noise. <laughs> Je- well, sharks, giants, swans, <laughs> jets. The noise came through the screen because not only it's volume, but it's constancy. And that's probably not even a word as his, uh, his Canberra Raiders key comes out. What is that? Unlock the door that's to Ricky, Ricky Stewart's well, house. Oh, there's a
3: uh, purple pick there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because get it, it gets damaged. like you, to damage it. Would no, you no, have to a...
3: throw that away if uh, there was well, an unfortunate another look, meeting between the Raiders and the Storm? I've
0: got to be honest. I did buy some Canberra Raiders picks. <laughs> that are a bit too soft. So. <laughs>
3: That, so must have been, think, that must have been so the David
0: I off. It was, the, I think it was probably this era. I've, I've got here the 2002 jersey ah, the on. Oh, the Malmanigo. lot I think there's a lot, of people, there's a lot of people going around uh, in Canberra wearing the old Woodges and the old Video Easy and the old um, Canberra milk. And I think it really shows more faith if you're showing an Aussie male or a, you know, one of these ones because this is the year, era when we suffered. Just, is when we sucked.
3: Is Woodges, like, is that one of the best investments ever? Like, where they give them, like, 25 bucks to be on the jersey and it's immortalized it's thing?
0: immortalized as they went bankrupt oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, I'd love to do a documentary on all the companies that the ti- have sponsored the Tigers like and how they've gone on since yes like Radisson Financial or whatever what What's no, happened to we, we,
3: JFTA were they the premiership sponsors they were a
1: logistics company weren't they yeah they, I think they were on the jersey around then I think uh, um, not ASICS what was the other shoe there was rent? the herbal one herbal in, world yeah we had, back in the Balmain days... That's just shop in Alpha, Alpha Micro Computers. Alpha Micro, yeah. Avis, of course. One. Yeah,
0: Avis. Who, who was Ansett? There's a couple who were sponsored by Ansett. <laughs> it's a big call. Smith's Chris was out there. That was, was Bronco, Broncos, Broncos wasn't it? I think it might have been the Bronx, yeah. Because they're, they're
3: in the Rupert Murdoch yeah. family.
1: yeah. Reggie.
3: So... A couple of
1: the things that came out, apart from the backstory that back in 87 when Bennett was coaching, he was paranoid that his walkie-talkies were being intercepted by Manly in the grand final. <laughs> Poor old Adam Doherty, brave and resilient, but bashed up deluxe by the likes of Joseph Tarpin, and then the huge hit from... A- Papali, and I think you said you thought it was his mouth Who said he thought... The- yeah, the mouth guard flew. Uh, I actually thought it was his GPS unit came out of the <laughs> back of his...
3: <laughs> that that's Tarpity thing. hit was savage.
0: Something, and both of them were entirely legal. I'm, I'm yeah. really glad Papa didn't get... How, he
3: looked so... white When he got... Um put on report he looked really worried
0: yeah well well because it's a lottery it's a kangaroo yeah. court let's like, call it what it is it's a kangaroo court and if you can you can get a twenty-five thousand dollars fine reduced to nothing if you're going to have a coffee with todd that's how much of a kangaroo court it is and they knew that if he got yeah. put to that judiciary he might he might have been hung drawn and quarter they might have gone back to the 19th century 18th century and and you know no one knows what that's what's going to come I, up with it
1: i've got a whatsapp message here said he'll be fine which i typed at the time because i assessed the situation i turned out to be right Luke Keery, on the other hand, careless. I'm not so sure about that tackle. No, Luke Keery, he'd, like, he'd been
0: absolutely smashed yep. by Felice Kafusi, which in rugby is now a penalty because he can't come. If That's you've right. got the ball, you're not allowed to to aggressively run at the opponent. Yeah, hello, like yeah. Wow. Um, and you could see, Keery was like, you don't do that to me. I am Luke Keery. So I grabbed a handful, a fistful, a clump of hair, and then swung the other hand, a big hook. Onto the chin of Felice Cafusi. so that was click to me. There was malice aforethought. This was not accidental. This was not careless. A, this was malice aforethought. He is
3: that came the progression in. Of the um, boot throwing,
1: I think you it throw is a clump
3: of hair. I think it is. It pull out a clump of hair. It's the next thing. Throw it's it into the, the crowd. Well, just, yeah.
1: There's one thing I guarantee in the rugby league rule book. The words malice aforethought don't appear, but they will. Pat, how did you feel about the fact that Josh Hodson clearly had the wobbly boot on and was not Subject to an HIA, and then the Ronnie Biggs of rugby league, the master thief that he is, generated uh, the save on the Cody Walker try, and then stole the ball leading to the Croker try. How do you feel dudded in Des Hasler's terms?
3: Ah, uh, nah. It was like when he—he looked like he was. Let alone HIA, it looked like it was time to bring the curtains on for him. <laughs> like he was real. Like he couldn't. He couldn't stand it all. But then. It's fine straight after
1: that. He just, he just said it was his jaw, so therefore that's got nothing to do with his head. I, I was, was Someone else said that. Was it Mary McGregor
0: last year? Said, uh, yeah. Two years ago, someone got hit in the jaw. No, it's not a head injury, it's his jaw, but, which is attacked. tax. And if you're in boxing, what you want to do is hit the opposition's jaw because it wobbles the head more. It's, it's how you knock people out.
1: Yeah, it seems to be this sort of almost hemispheric division of the head mm. that if you <laughs> take contact with the chin, a la Pappenhausen did, that's not an H oh. I situation because it's below the nose. I I was unaware. I thought they were all part of the same general region yeah, they, of the body. There's have thought it's not the upper head and the lower head, is there?
0: Well, um, there is divisions in the skull, which uh, when you're a child, when you're young, those but, divisions are actually you know, there's a gap there. There's a gap, and, they and as you mature, fuse. they still, but they they are still they're fused, but there's still you know delineation. So but, maybe if, if you know if the knock is to the, the temporal lobe. <laughs> Get the wobbly boot. Where if is the cerebral? low? Where's the seller? That's the, towards he's, the lower back of it.
3: Maybe he's a creative player. If he takes Hodgson takes a knock to his right side brain, it's doesn't fine. matter. Doesn't he's matter. A, he's a more of a creative free thinker. It's interesting
1: that every human goes through sort of something like a uh, the continental drift and the tectonic <laughs> plates of your head. <laughs> they join together. I'm a huge wrestling fan, as you all know, and love Gorilla Monsoon. No longer with us. A terrific wrestler. He once helicoptered Muhammad, Muhammad Ali out of a ring in Madison Square Garden in the lead-up, I think, to the Ali Anoki stoush. But he used to talk about, you know, always taking a blow to the medulla (laughs) oblongata. I don't know where it is, but it sounds painful. (laughs) Now, I think everyone would accept that Canberra deserved the win, but Adam Reynolds kept, kept going right to the end and beautifully milked the sin binning on Chance's nickel Clockstad and the poor kid he seems like such a decent kid he didn't even complain but i think he was absolutely stitched up yet you guys lifted at that particular point in time
0: <sighs> well that's because of sticky the game's greatest thinker he presciently he, he saw this happening he said we need to be able to defend with 10 with with 12 players so they've trained uh, from through the preseason defending with 12 that they've done that all over is and this a this serious was, statement. This is a serious statement. Right. That's actually what they did. In they've, the Blake been,
3: Austin days they couldn't defend with twelve.
0: No well <laughs> exactly why, which is I, I guess that was the the Blake Austin days were in fact what set this up. Yes. Saying we, we we have to learn to we can't defend with
1: twelve. We have yeah. to learn to defend <laughs> yeah. with twelve. And so having Blake in the team Look, there is, that's his triumvirate, is it? Training with twelve. By the way, when a sofa solomona and Taki are in the and I turned to someone and said this is the future of rugby league because as they do in basketball they're saying the humans are getting bigger but the dimensions are staying the same <laughs> Just you, 11. Can only, you can only solve it by removing individuals but he's done the train with 12 import a bunch of Englishmen mm-hmm. and what's his third great innovation this year um, mates the, the, green, the, sausages. green sausages thieving the ball thieving the ball thieving the ball yeah, that's, which is quite that, astonishing
3: on that um, the sin binning so I was sitting at home watching all set for a night in watching the game got a call to go out at half time and was planning on coming back and watching the replay but my phone blew up at full time with sixteen ten. got home watched the game and it got to the the sin binning and I was like there's been a mistake somewhere like Sousa winning this game <laughs>
1: like
3: I don't know what's happened if it's a big stitch up but Sousa <laughs> winning the game and then had to go through the, the flagellation all over again at full time.
0: I, I'm trying to think right now, who in the world could possibly call me at halftime in that game and drag me away? Because I don't think, who was she, Pat? Because <laughs> I would not have left. I'm sorry, I, got, uh, you know, you, we,
3: we, I these, haven't had a discussion days,
0: with leave passes and things. No, but I, I These days
3: it's KO though, because it's so easy to watch games back without knowing the score.
1: <sighs> though, as
0: but far you as, know it's happened. You know it's happened. As far you as you, suddenly made it fiction.
1: as far as you're <laughs> concerned, Dennis, though, based on your uh, revelations well, on your arousal performance index, although, no one's calling you anymore.
3: Well, Sousa, Sousa played in five preliminary finals this decade. You get a call from a girl. You know, you do the mouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, we're, and, 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 and in a nutshell, Dennis, how were you at the end, and then where did you end up? At the end,
0: well, that that day was a, a blur. It was a whirlwind. I was nauseous for a lot of the day. I felt like I was on the verge of tears for a lot of the day. I was so tense. And when the players came in, they were so calm. They were just cruising in, chilled. And I had a number of um, very privileged positions in the game where before the game, I was in the tunnel next to the players during the Viking clap. I've seen the footage. And it was... One of the most intense. So the Viking clap under there, I thought it was going to be louder, but because you're under the stadium, it's not quite as big as it is when you're in the crowd. So It's asbestos. It's not, and it doesn't
3: it's, conduct it's, it's sound. <laughs> that's the concrete cancer. though, I, I think. Sorry no, it
0: wasn't. It. it was actually quite, it was It was muffled. It wasn't actually bassy, because most of the sound, you don't hear the, oh, you just hear the clap. Yep. So it sounds very thin. And you hear the... So you actually out a stomp, then? Well, oh no, they do. There's a stomp and a oh, but you don't get that because of the filtering of the yeah. the stadium. Um, but what, what you did hear was the because the the other side of the stadium came back at a slap on about like, you know one and a half yeah. seconds later, yeah. and and so that was awesome. But I will point out, and I know I have proof of my theory, which you always disagree with. Before the game, I saw them doing all the practice. They did the practice, the Viking clap. They had the guys come out, and there's about eight guys in, in varying stages of Raiders jerseys. So there's a couple of Huawei's, there's a couple of CFMEUs, there's a couple, there's a couple of Aussie males. So these are genuine Raiders fans, with old, and this is training gear they had. And they had the drums and things. And I was thinking, oh, this is good. They've got some blokes to, you know, who are old Raiders fans. And I was looking at them going, the way they're holding their sticks, that, like that guy's a jazz drummer. You don't, you don't get, you don't hold sticks like that.
1: He's a regular without Gene a lot of Kruper. training.
0: And I was looking at them going, these guys, they're kind of, they're, you know, they're fit looking and they nice Raiders gear and they can all actually play the drums. Where, where the hell are they come from? Anyway, then before the Viking clap, out they come in their military ah. uniforms. And so they're all, there's, there's, quite, there's quite a bit of rank there. There's quite a lot of service medals. So these are actually, because Canberra being the national capital, we're quite right. We're quite Is right, it, we're quite right to have the federal and the, the army. Is actually playing the Viking clap, and I saw this one with this wonderful regimental mustache, and I said, "You, you did the You, uh, you, you were in the Raiders jerseys before." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, now we always do. We're all huge fans, and they, they're volunteers. They volunteer to do it from all three services." And um, and I said, "I oh, said so you're wearing underneath." And he said, "No, no, I'm not going to wear it underneath." Because every time I've worn the the singlet underneath the uniform, the Raiders have lost. So I've taken the singlet off.
3: Do you two coordinate your thing then? Because you have some every time I wear whatever. I
0: heard that and I nodded at him and he nodded back. He knew that I knew. He knew that I knew what he's talking about. And I felt that was the moment I started to feel, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Then the Viking clap happened. And it was amazing hearing that the Raiders, a couple of them were jumping around, a couple of them looking a bit anxious, but a number of them, the vast majority were standing there cool and calm. And Jason, uh, Jason, here we go. He was there. I met Jason Croker. Jason (laughs) Bugarelli. No, Croker. Jared Croker was there and he was just saying, just clapping, okay, boys, this is us. Just do your job. This is us. It's our time. Do your job. And that was it. And I was like, oh, the goosebumps were mad. I watched the game from the tunnel and Ricky came Ironically, out. Ironically,
3: you should have you, taken time off your job to had taken time. I had taken, time. I had taken yes. time off
0: my job to stand there. And um, then after the game, I was in the dressing rooms and, oh, the emotion. The, the, there's...
1: Have you played your grand final already?
3: No. I think it's the opposite. No. I really the, think the way... that it be such a relief to get through yeah. that game.
0: The emotion in the dressing room wasn't relief. It was, we're on the way. Like, we, now we have the job. We've got the job. Now we've got to do the job. They're, they're, this, this was a job interview.
1: So that, so essentially, they're now on the roof of the Apple building. Uh, yeah. Or whatever building they're on the top of. And you're hoping... It w- wasn't the Decker building. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're hoping that... Uh, who is your captain? Is it Croker? Croker. Yeah. We'll hold up the trophy and go, instead of, you can turn off your porch lights, you will go, I hope we're past the audition. Well, that'll be yeah. Josh Hodgson. Right. So, okay. Man. Well, there's there's such an English theme, and
3: maybe they to re- recreate a <laughs> few more Beatles and, albums. And, and they and could.
1: All I learned from that, that <laughs> anecdote, Dennis, is first of all, our nation's defence is in the hands of Raiders fans, which makes me somewhat unsettled. And secondly, <laughs> three,
3: cl- three clean sheets. Have you seen that defence this year? Have you seen Scrambled
1: defence. Scrambled Jets. Scrambled events. And the other thing is, what what you wear has no influence on anything. But he says wearing a Newtown Jets. Right, we move on (laughs) to (laughs) what the Telegraph is describing this morning as the battle of the machines, the rugby league machine of the Roosters versus the green machine of the Raiders. Now that's rubbish because obviously the machines have fallen, Melbourne have vanquished. It should be called the Tedesco Bowl. There's no doubt about that because there's, there's there's Emily <laughs> yeah, there. Or Sticky yeah. Ball. Sticky Ball. Well, Sticky's already playing mind games because he's nominated Josh Papali as the best player in rugby league right now. Now, I love that he's <laughs> backing his boy, but is he kidding? Is he's got to be kidding. Isn't
3: there a couple of players in his own team that would be like, <laughs> uh, excuse me? Well, there's a, This is
0: the one thing that, that gives me 89 hope is that there are a number of untried players. Anyone's saying, oh, you know, BJ Lalua is the only one who's played in an NRL grand final before. And may not play.
3: Well, and I, may not play. I was out that game. I don't know if he played. Okay, he, he's qualified he, to he's play. Got, he's got a jersey from that yeah. game. I don't know if
0: he played. <laughs> so he's he's the only one, whereas the Roosters have, I think, about 30 people uh, under their salary cap, who uh, who have played in that grand final
1: uh, just last year? So there's which is, little which little is very clever when you have only got 17 spots. It's an yeah. amazing achievement. On the hate index, most recently in the Telegraph poll, Melbourne followed by Manly and the Roosters. Only one percent of fans uh, have Canberra as their most disliked team, and that
3: would be Canberra fans. Yes,
1: so the public <laughs> sentiment is with you. Do you feel that is that a positive? No,
0: I think you'd find that that with that uh, with that particular poll, it was more didn't even rate the Raiders, didn't No one even cares because no one even knows they're there. I and mean, Gus Gould still, 82, he tipped them to come last. He's tipped them to come last every yeah. year. Everyone's tipped them to come last all year. And so no one hates them because everyone just feels pity because, oh, that's the Raiders. Yeah, that's the 2003
1: Raiders with Jason Bulgarelli. That's the, uh, you know, poor old Raiders. Now, I know that you guys are, like me, slavishly following the World Athletics Championships currently on in Doha. And the latest innovation is when the runners line up for the 100 metres dash... <laughs> there's actually cameras in the start line. So the camera looks up at the the runner leaning over and it sort of looks up their nose as they're about is to run. Is that taken
3: from the uh, corner, corner posts? Uh,
1: well, <laughs> it's from the line. The, the announcement of the grand final, the technology will be crossbar cam, which is not Cameron Smith sitting on the crossbar. There will be cameras <laughs> in the black dot. Can <laughs> which, you imagine? Which way are they looking? Well, I assume up towards... Well, could you imagine the heartbreak? Of the eighty-nine grand final <laughs> for me over again is Benny, and the ball <laughs> just comes cannoning towards the screen and then, and then bounces then slaps off absolutely. And the one thing I'll say, because there were so many things that went against us, Benny should have been penalised, because I think, or someone caught the. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was offside. Yeah, offside. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And then was that the one where Least they of our problems. dropped the ball off the next set?
1: Oh, Junior dropped line. it twice with the line open. Yeah. Do I need to go through yeah. it all? The McNeil ankle tap. We must go through it. We go through it
3: set by set. The really. McGuire
1: ridiculous call offside from Harrigan. Poor old Bruce. Gee, yeah. Un- it wasn't offside,
3: it was unsporting behaviour.
1: Unbelievable.
3: Not in the spirit of the game.
1: Now, speaking of not in the spirit <laughs> of the game, revelations that the Viking horn will be brought up the highway and will be uh, tooted at the grand final, uh, I think it was David Riccio then assumed that 80,000 fans will all participate in the Viking Clap, which seems unlikely. you
3: well, think it... they're getting it, because they're losing the timing of it, the Viking Clap. Uh,
1: they've never it's had the timing second. of it. Really? No, they, actually, I've no, never been, been quite, quite crisp. It, no, but but now they it's, have it's a mess. On TV it
0: is, but on live it's not. Live it's, it's quite different It live. should go for 60 seconds. When it they had it after the, um, after the game, there was an impromptu one. And it was a a beautiful one where um, C.S. Oliola's been banging the drum after the game, but they had it two minutes before the end. There was an impromptu crowd one. But the one after the game, even the ground announcer, the ground announcers don't like to not talk. Steve Allen likes to talk. Sure does. The legendary Stephen Ferris. The legendary Stephen Ferris. He he stopped playing as this impromptu crowd driven Viking clap happened. And when you're in the middle, it's actually all synchronised. But you do get the slap back. But you can see the hands are all going at once, the whole thing. And the beautiful part was Simon Taylor and the drummer had seen Michael Ennis, who's now in the Raiders camp, and was sitting behind Ricky in the coach's box. Michael, come on. These are the same people, the people who bang the drum. These are the same people who were giving it to him when he was a Sharks player, mocking the Viking clap. No, I wasn't mocking the Viking clap. I was just clapping the crowd. And so Michael Ennis was out the front leading
1: the Viking clap. This is the same as Gal and Gus, isn't it? It's just, it is it's extraordinary. exactly the same. Aaron and Joey, it's possible. And this guy Simon is the guy who designed the big, almost magneto-like helmet with the horns on it, the green helmet.
0: Yeah, it's a bit sparta.
1: And again, Channel Nine putting their noses where they're not wanted was trying to encourage Simon to do the drum at the end that Olo is now traditionally done. And yep. he said, "No, no, this is C's gig. I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. interrupt." And that's to his eternal he credit.
3: Can, he can hit that Soliola. I wouldn't be. I want to be picking
1: him <laughs> off. So, so I'm telling you, well, I just ask Billy Slater. Um, so I'm uh, really concerned about this because the grand final is meant to be a neutral occasion. Mm-hmm. So why the Viking horn has any role in this, I don't know. And is it leavened by the fact that the head of performance and culture, Mal Meninga, will be tooting the horn. The head of performance culture at the Titans, correct? The well, I think coach.
0: it is. It's it's to get the um, you know, it's to show the rugby league's all encompassing goodness, in the words of uh, of Cooper Cronk, that you've got the the head of performance <laughs> for the wooden spooners. Even he has a role at the grand final. I want to know how they get it there because the it was Jason Matthew who's the Raiders football manager. It was actually one of his cousins or mates or uncles or something who made the thing in some small country town and brought it in. So I don't know how they're going to get it on a truck. By a, a pan technician. I love don't, that they, word. don't they
3: have a bunch of stuff they need to smuggle out of Canberra? Now to get to the grand uh, I think
0: they're trying to get stuff in the grand, in, into Canberra. People, out of Canberra. Can, 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 Canberra's the, tourism uh, is
1: about to explode <laughs>
0: with with yeah. um,
1: green tourists. And so we were about Cooper Cronk, but he gave the post-match interview. It's not about me. It's not going about me for one minute, but it is an amazing achievement. Four Grand Finals for two clubs in succession.
0: Uh, nine Grand Finals in total out of 17 years. Is, is more than half of the years he's played, he's played yeah. in Grand Finals.
1: Absolutely extraordinary. Why don't we love him more? Who knows? And... Come grand final day, because do you want to have a closing statement, then before I talk about the undercard? Because I want to leave this podcast on a positive note for me. <laughs> how how do you feel? What's going to happen? <sighs> they can. I'm feeling like they can. They can, can. Berra. They can. Yes,
0: they can, Berra. Yes, we I, I don't can, know that they will.
1: <laughs> uh, yep. You've just written the astonishes headline, if they do win, it'll be in <laughs> Yes, we can. can. No, just be can, Berra. Yep. If you win,
3: has anyone done the Canberra can cannabis thing yet?
1: Probably, I think you just did. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Look, I got to say, I'm a Roosters season ticket holder, and I hope you win. <laughs> You're the Roosters season ticket holder. On the undercard, the St George Illawarra Dragons take on the Brisbane Broncos immediately prior to Canberra Roosters Isn't in the that NRL.
3: Broncos one versus Broncos two.
1: Yes, the NRLW fixture. A lot of uh, Broncos did drift to the Dragons, and it's seen them into the grand final situation. Hang on, what's this? This is your- NRLW Dronco- oh, yeah, 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 Dragons yeah, yeah, yeah. and Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then the festivities on the Sunday begin with the Canterbury Cup victors, the Newtown Jets, mm-hmm. against the Burley Bears, showing that you can win football up on the Gold Coast.
0: <laughs> yeah, something from the from the coast, and as a bear, yeah,
1: as a bear, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a double it's like whammy. But that, that team is a miracle. Yeah, it's absolute miracle. Now. Pat, you and I were out there yesterday with the 5,000 fateful at Bankwest Stadium in what was essentially a rematch of the 1981 Grand Final. is about <laughs> 12 to 14.
3: Luckily, they uh, didn't have Gus Gould missing touched off a penalty kick that's yesterday. Glad right. yeah. gra- Glad to Brett Kenney's try. Uh, yeah, forget.
0: yeah, because yeah. it was uh, Grant Atkins. No, not yeah. Grant, that's our Grant topical, Atkins. That's how
3: of this show is. We're breaking down... It was Grandad's dad. So the
0: referee, the re- the referee who referees with Cummins at the moment, it was his
1: dad that took the catch when um, uh, Gus Gould uh. failed to find touch. There you go. So there are many first graders on display from the Cronulla and Parramatta teams. It was Tim Manners' final uh, farewell. Pat, can you just quickly talk us through the dramatic finishes? The game went to extra time.
3: They did it the tough way, didn't they? They was they just couldn't they just couldn't get over those those. Evil Wentworth-Villians. Uh, then uh, wentworth field got a field goal pretty early on. Correct. But not to panic because it's it's extra time. You've got the whole 10 minutes.
0: Not Golden Point.
3: And then Golden Point would have followed. Yep. Two minutes to go. Billy Majulius, who I'd like to see get a shot in first grade, but he might be a bit too unorthodox, kicks over to a flying Tyrone Phillips with redemption in his heart. <laughs> Flicks back to Will Kennedy under the post. And then it was like this awful thing of like we went up, everyone's like screaming. It's one of the greatest moments of my life. And they go to the video referee oh,
1: for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And there was almost a little bit of drama at the end where Jamie Salmon uh, led his head into a tackle after an unsuccessful short restart, and West. Uh, West. This is this magpie that drives me crazy. Wentie is given the penalty and refused to go to the air, and the halfback is meekly tackled, and it's over.
3: And Jamin Salmon, who Gus Gould proudly says he scouted at, like, age four. (laughs) 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 He said he's never... Like, he saw Latrell and and Inglis and whatnot play when they were kids, and And anyone can scout them. You know, they're, like, great the whole way through, but only a great eye can scout a Jamin Salmon... (laughs) And Pat, Pat was
1: his element. Who was the Newtown Jet who dropped the ball last Matt, year? So
3: Matt Evans was, with the game winding down last year, was returning a kick and just dropped it cold as a spud. Oh. And then Morgan Harper for the Bulldogs picked it up and won the game for them. Heartbreak. And he, was, he got the chance to, to win the game or you know, not lose the game this year. Great moment for him. He actually came over to the crowd. with was one of the biggest grins you've ever seen. In extra time? Or no, maybe... no, it was when they kicked
1: a penalty to tie it up with a few seconds. Yeah. It was yes. like, a, how good is this? And yeah. everyone goes, was he tempting fate? Because Pat then exchanged views with another Newtown supporter, and there was a lot of information sharing going on. And, and <laughs> uh, Pat, I think you described it. You were more nervous about this <laughs> result than you were about the Rabbits.
3: Yeah, well, it's, you know, the the mind has no place in matters of the heart. I watch a lot of football, and as the season's gone on, I just get more invested in. In Newtown games. The and blue bags. I'm wow. telling you, if
1: you keep coming up with expressions like that, not the mind has no place and matters of the heart, you'll get more dates. Yep. And you are naming your first kid what?
3: My first child will be called Will Kennedy's try in extra time of the 2019 New South Wales Cup grand final for the Newtown Jets.
1: And the phones have all gone dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, he's still single. <laughs> and let's finish on a whinge. They presented the cup with Danica Mason... Talking to an empty. Who's cor- had a
3: great season? She's had a fantastic terrific, season.
1: Terrific season. Talking to an empty corporate area while we were all on the other side. And if there's one thing that really grossed my cookies, and I know this is bar humbug and unreasonable, but this sort of modern trend to bring all your kitties on the field with you. Yeah. The referees. One of the referees went up to get their referees medallion, holding a kitty. I mean, come on now wow absolutely good. and as for the idiot and let's call him an idiot Pat <laughs>
3: yeah he was no good
1: you know the, I mean I like to yell out the occasional funny remark at yeah, rugby league if yeah, the moment takes yeah, me and there weren't yeah. many funny moments it was just a guy riding the touchy like his whole humour was oh touchy you're running you're a touchy and he yeah. just didn't shut up
3: I'm not a fan of the vitriol
1: it was awful and eventually he just ran out of steam because you know he was just one note if you're listening son Get a life. I, well, we
3: were saying that the enemy of creativity is overexposure. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's right. You don't want to go too and, much. And early. the phones
1: and the phones light up again. When, when has when has exactly when has quantity? Well, again, performance and arousal. When has quantity ever overcome quality? And that's another whole discussion. Well, that's
3: the church's discography. I found out yesterday, but I guess that's a different podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we are more than excited about the fact that the Canberra Raiders are in the. Big dance. I believe we're more fired up. We are more fired up. Dennis, we wish you all the best. <sighs> Roosters fans, we wish you all the best. We wish Rugby League was the winner. It never is. We've been more fired up. Now, we've come to the end of our immediate run. Mm-hmm. The new Fire Up does its grand final preview show with HG Nelson this Friday, 9.20am on 94.5 FM on your Sydney radio dial. That'll be FBI. FBI? Yes. And then we won't be here doing a grand final wrap on More Fired Up, but we will be doing a grand final what wrap the following week on FBI. Mm-hmm. We are going to come back in the off-season. We might be in recess for a couple of weeks, but we're going to be a whole new show. Ooh. We'll continue the Fire Up ethos. We'll probably just be called yep. Fire Up. Rugby um, League will still be in our DNA, but we're looking broader at sport and the yes. lunacy therein and, yes. and Australian and Sydney culture. I
3: guess not to panic, i got a whole a hard drive full of stuff that I've got to do over the summer.
1: There'll be guests. We guess. There'll be guests. There'll be guests, and there'll be fan interactivity. Fan
3: interactivity. get castle, jumping castle gar- for the kids.
1: It, we get so much quality f- on the Fire Up Facebook page as it is, and I've worked out that they can do the writing for us. So that's great. So,
0: this, so, so you're not. It's not like we're doubling the entertainment. It's like we're squaring
1: the entertainment. Exactly right. It's well, it's eq. Fire up squared. It's eq. We are David Smith's vision come to Fire life. Fire up
3: cubed. <laughs> Chairman Smith. Power of
1: seven. I, re- I really miss Chairman Smith. So we've really enjoyed the opportunity here from the Diamantina Podcast Network and the Batuta Advocate guys to get this show running. We will be back very, very shortly in the off-season because uh, can I think that we all agree that we are looking forward to forensically documenting the off-season from hell too. Oh, can't wait for that. Last words?
3: Uh, go the Jets this Sunday? Yeah.
1: Go, the Raiders. Go, the Raiders. go the Raiders. This has been More Fired Up on the Diamantina Podcast it
2: worked I'm ready to go